Welcome in everyone, Omaha.com, any prep zone, whatever you want to follow us on, we'll appreciate it. Z-Long, more importantly, Mike Patterson, which means it's state baseball time in Nebraska. And PAT, the first thing we should probably talk about is the nice centralized location to watch these games this year. That's right. Metro area fans will probably enjoy staying home. It's a little different from past years, Z, where Class A might have been in Omaha, Class B in Lincoln, or vice versa. It's all going to be... Uh, in this area and primarily at Warner Park and uh, UNO's new field, Tal Anderson Field. So um, two great venues and I think everybody's really looking forward to this tournament. And if you haven't got to catch a game at Tal Anderson, that's where both state championships will be decided, the actual championship games. Gorgeous facility, really, really cool. We're looking forward to that one. Right, uh, they really built that facility right. The press box is between the baseball and the softball fields, they're both Supreme, um, like you said, it's, it's a great facility and uh, that's where our finals will be. Awesome, let's get into it. Let's start with Class A and if you follow PAT's ratings every week, as you should, number one seed in this tournament is the number one team in your overall class ratings and of course Class A in Millard West. Now the Wildcats were the uh, runner-up last year, Z. Um, I think they've kind of been on a mission this year to make up for that. They lost to Millard South in the final. They had uh, some players coming back. They've got some new players contributing. Uh, the Wildcats go into the tournament, probably one of the hottest teams. They've won 11 games in a row. So, uh, yeah, Miller West, top-seeded, top-ranked. They've, they've got to be looked at as at least a slight favorite going in. Awesome. You go down that bracket, you'll see a reoccurring theme across A and B is Elkhorn. It's a good baseball week <laughs> for the Elkhorn Public Schools. They're in there at the number five seed, and they'll get Lincoln East. That's right. Elkhorn South, uh, the Storm, 18 and 8. They've never won a state title. They'll be going against Lincoln East. That should be a really good first round matchup. Uh, the Spartans have been one of the top teams this year, 24 and 3. Uh, the Spartans also have never won a state title. In fact, and I'll talk about this in the newspaper tomorrow, a right. school from Lincoln has not won a state title since 1977. So Lincoln East and uh, Lincoln Southeast will at least try to break that skid this year. The fickleness of baseball, that's an amazing stat. That that has not happened. Unreal. You look at that 3-6 matchup, aforementioned defending state champion Millard South and the other Lincoln entry in this tournament Southeast. Right. You know, the Patriots uh, have won eight state titles, as we said, most recently last year. Uh, they had to beat Millard West twice on the last day, and they did that. So uh, props to the Patriots for getting it done last year. They uh, started off in a really tough way. Their top two returning pitchers both underwent surgery. So they've had to piece it together with younger pitchers. They have uh, a very solid top-to-bottom batting order. They're left-handed heavy. They have a lot of left-handed hitters, so right-handed pitchers have uh, some issues with them. But... Yeah, the Patriots have done well to get back to state, like I said, without those two pitchers. Uh, props to Greg Geary and his staff. And the Knights of Lincoln Southeast, uh, they've won five state titles, but as we said, 1977 and Southeast was the last team to win it. Here's how long ago it was. Alex Gordon's grandpa was coaching that team. Oh boy. Southeast. So a few years ago, uh, the Knights, 22-6, and six, they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit this year, Z. But uh, I think that could be a good first rounder, but uh, probably slight edge to the Patriots as the defending champions. There you go. Speaking of first round festivities, you love to see that 2-7 matchup. Two teams that just love each other so much. Creighton Prep and Westside. Tremendous rivalry. They just played in soccer last night. Um, Creighton Prep has won 12 state titles. Westside has won eight. So between the two schools, 20 state titles. 
Um, it was really odd. Neither team made it to state last year, so very unusual. Um, Junior Jays, top to bottom, very strong lineup, very good pitching. Um, kid named O'Malley, one of their top pitchers, going to Creighton. Uh, the Warriors, 18 and 14. They've had, uh, obviously, some more losses along the way, but they were able to get in, as uh, Carney did, as a wild card. So um, once you get in there, anything can happen. But, uh, you know, slide edge to the Junior Jays in that nightcap. That'll be at 7 o'clock on Friday night. I've heard you describe Creighton Prep as a powerful lineup, like that top to bottom. You look at that bracket, what's your inkling here? Any thoughts to what we might be looking for in that championship game as we go through the tournament? Well, boy, I'll tell you, Miller, West, and Prep, I've kind of bounced them back and forth one and two all season long. They did play once during the season, Z. Uh, Millard West prevailed four to three, obviously a very close game. They had a walk-off victory. So I would probably, they're on uh, different sides of the bracket. I probably would look at that as a championship game. And once it gets to that point, anything can happen. So uh, I, I'd probably look at either the Wildcats or the Junior Jays as our next uh, state champion. But uh, boy, there, there's a lot of other dangerous teams in here that uh, could upset the apple cart. And that's what I look at is like, it's going to be good baseball. Those are just veteran teams. And we'll get into this later on, but we're going to bid farewell to the bracket as we know it after this one. There's not going to be that prove it game. It's going to be a little bit more like a CWS style. So this, there's a lot of upheaval that can happen with that play in game and other things. So uh, right. definitely work, worth going out to either Warner Park, Fricky Field, or Tal Anderson to watch these games. You're talking about some of the changes we'll be looking at next year, and that will be interesting. And you know, the way it is now, it's uh, kind of like it was last year. They played what was kind of the possible championship game. Millard South won it, so they had to play another one. So it's kind of that will be played maybe. That'll change next year where it'll be one defined game. And I think that'll probably be a good thing because uh, yeah, I think uh, sure. it'll lend to some TV coverage when you just know that's going to be the championship game. And another change next year, we're going from just Class A and Class B to adding Class C, so... We'll have a third bracket to discuss. That's right. We need three state uh, titles next hey, year. We'll take it. Over to Class B, here we had some upheaval at the district level. There's some surprises on this bracket. Oh, for sure. Uh, two of the top seeds, including uh, Omaha Scut, was defeated in districts, and uh, Central City, Fullerton, Centura. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they also were one of the top seeds and they were defeated, so uh, both those teams got in as wild cards. Unfortunately for some really quality teams like Bennington most notably, once those two teams got beat, uh, Bennington was really on the ropes as far as possibly getting a wild card. That didn't happen when uh, Scott was defeated by Waverly in the district final. So uh, much like in Class A, a lot of good teams are left home. You can't take everyone, but uh, you know, it's a very strong field in both Class A and Class B. You read PAT's column today, a very macabre <laughs> column on Bennington. You kind of feel bad for him because that's a team that has a state championship under their belt in the past two, three years. So uh, going to be a little different not seeing them there. Well, they had a great season, and they beat four of the teams that are going to state, Man, and hurts. they beat one of the teams that's going to Class A state. So. That, just, that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it really that, does. That hurts, but, uh, you know. Scott Heath, their coach, is, does a really nice job, and he was uh, gracious enough to talk to me about how that season ended. But, uh, you know, a tough end for the Badgers, but, um, you know, still, like I said, strong field. And speaking of strong, you want to go watch some baseball, 
go watch Norris. That is the number one seed in this tournament, and they have star power that we have talked about time and time again. But they were, they're a good veteran team. They've been here before. That excites me. Them, them and Scott being on opposite sides of the bracket kind of excites me. You know, Norris is one of those teams that you can pretty much pencil in every year as being powerful. They just sort of reload down there. Uh, one of their top players and we've talked about in the past, Kale Fountain, already is committed to Florida State. And his younger brother already is committed to Nebraska. <laughs> He's an eighth grader, and Kale was an eighth grader when he committed. So, uh, but getting back to the Titans, you know, it's kind of uh, unusual that they seem like they're there every year, but they've only won one state title, 2013, but they are a seven-time runner-up. So Man. they know how to get to that final. They got to the final last year, and they were defeated by Beatrice, the team that really got on a roll last year. So uh, Norris is back, much like Millard West, probably in Class A. A little bit of a chip on their shoulder after coming up just short last year. But, uh, yeah, the Titans looking very good. And let's talk about that team a little bit that they're going to be playing in that first round at 10 a.m., Waverly. Wow, a little upset there. Yes. Uh, the Vikings, um, I have to give a shout-out to Zach Tegler, one of our employees here in the sports department. <laughs> He's a Waverly grad, so he was probably happy to see that. But Waverly went in and beat Omaha Scud on Monday night. It was a game they had to win to get to state. They did it. Um, I believe pitching that night was Peyton Engel. He had 11 strikeouts. Waverly beat Scott four to two, and that basically was the game that knocked Bennington out of it because Scott took that last right. wild card. So, um, boy, that's a tough, uh, an interesting matchup. That first round—that's the thing about the first round. Z, you've got everybody throwing their best pitcher because they want to bring him back as soon as they can. Right. And uh, upsets can happen in that first round. So. Uh, you know, Norris and Waverly will be playing at 10 a.m. on Saturday, the first game, and I'm sure uh, the Titans will not be looking past the Vikings. They already no. proved if you go in and win at Scott, you can pretty much win any place. Right, and you see this in the college game as well as the high school game. Most teams have a number one arm, and they have a good arm, and if you go to a game two of a series, it's a totally different thing, but that number one arm can beat anybody, so you've got to be on your game. I'm going to go back to last year's state tournament, Z, and Class A, uh, Millard South, played Columbus the first round. Columbus outstanding pitcher, Taden Bell. Right. Millard South won two to one, but if they lose that game and drop into the loser's bracket, it's really tough to get back, and who knows if the Patriots go on to win the state title. So, yeah, getting past that first round is always a hurdle. And speaking of last year's tournament, you look at that 4-5 matchup, probably one of the most exciting teams last year to watch in that tournament was Beatrice. They just got hot. Yep. I mean, uh, they weren't seeded that highly. They're the fifth seed this year, but uh, like I said, they got hot. Coaches talk about this all the time. Once you get to state, anything can happen. They won some close games. Uh, they beat Norris in that final, and uh, the Orangemen are back again this season. They, they've won one state title, and that was last year, and they're hoping to make it two in a row. Awesome. You look at the bottom half of this bracket, those are good ball games. Like, that is going to be fun. We talked about Elkhorn earlier. Look at that. Congrats to Elkhorn North, the Wolves. That's their first state tournament, correct? Right. And they're going to get... They won't get around a couple of years, but, right. uh, yeah, to get there. I was there on Monday night at Elkhorn North when they defeated Malcolm. They, they needed to uh, win that game to get in. And uh, surprise, surprise, it was about a 100-mile-per-hour win that of night. Of course, right. But we made it through. Uh, we could talk about the weather this spring cool. if we wanted to. It hasn't been the greatest. But, uh, yeah, again, props to the Wolves for getting there uh, for the first time, and they'll be playing Omaha Gross, a team that has six state titles. The last one was in 2010. Um, Mike Filippowitz was their longtime coach. Uh, Jim Hempel has taken over for him. Uh, the Cougars 
were in that bracket with Bennington and uh, Roncalli beat Bennington and then Gross beat uh, Roncalli two to one in the district final. So the Cougars will move on. And uh, I, I think that's probably gonna be one of the closest and most competitive first rounders. That'll be at four o'clock on Saturday. And good feature that you wrote a couple weeks ago on Omaha Gross. Go back and read that one. They got a fascinating uh, duo on that team. Uh, the Capisi brothers. That's a great name. And uh, one of them's going to Creighton. Uh, one of them's going to Buena Vista. One's a pitcher, one's a catcher. The catcher also uh, is their closer. He's the one that's going to Creighton. Uh, Creighton's looking to use him not just as a pitcher and as a catcher, which he really liked. But uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a fun story to write. Uh, the dynamic between the, the two brothers. They almost have an unspoken communication out there. Yep. The coach said, you know, I just let them call the game. They know what they're doing. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the fun storylines heading into the tournament. That last game of the night, that one's going to be stout as well. In is a wild card, but still obviously a number two seed for obvious reasons. They'll get Elkhorn again. These two teams are very familiar with each other. Right. Um, let's start talking about the Skyhawks. Um, only championship came in 2017, but they've been, Scott and Norris have been one and two, two and one, much like Millard West and Prep in Class A all season long. It, it was one of those games, Z, where uh, Scott knew they were going to be into the tournament either way in the district final. I'm sure they were still trying to win, obviously, because you want to go in as a district champion, but uh, Scott will still get in as a wild card. And uh, they'll be playing Elkhorn, and, and the Antlers are an interesting team, Z. They've won three state titles, last one in 2016, but uh, the Antlers got off to a very, for them, uncharacteristic 3-10 and 10 start this year. And for them to turn it around, uh, Kyle McWright is their coach, did a really nice job to get them refocused and to get to the state tournament after starting 3-10 and 10 is really impressive. So, uh, and a very interesting 2-7 and seven match up there. I'm sure the Skyhawks, um, want to make up for that district final loss against Waverly. The Antlers are coming in probably with a we don't have anything to lose attitude and you know something like that can can take you far in a tournament. Yeah, I'd say the key word there is edge. Both teams are going to have a little bit of edge to them in that first round matchup. Right. All right, this is a stout bracket. Any inklings here of who we might be seeing on that final day? Well, I'll probably go with the chalk again and say I'm thinking probably Norris and Scott, but uh, you know, there's some other things that uh, really concern me. This number three seed, Elkhorn North, have two outstanding pitchers. One of them pitched on Monday night. Uh, Malcolm just couldn't touch him. Um, got a kid named Hara Hill, obviously uh, one of their top pitchers. Novacic was the one who pitched Monday night. So I, I'd say uh, if I had to look at a team that might upset the apple cart there again a little bit, might be Elkhorn North, but... Uh, Looking at the seeds, looking at the ratings, Norris and Scott are kind of the logical choices to be playing in that final. And we'll take that because that'll be a good one. That'll be an absolutely great one. For sure. Okay, well, here's the deal. We get this kicked off on Friday and Saturday, first rounds for each class respectively. And we're going to stretch through off on Sunday, obviously, and then we're going to go through Thursday and Friday of next week. Both state championship games at Tal Anderson Field. We mentioned what a heck of a venue for that. PAT is going to be out there. All of our photo, video, sports team will be out there covering this thing. Should be a fun week. And as mentioned, we'll take some nice hot weather, right? We will deal with 90-degree <laughs> temperatures instead of, uh, as you said, would you say 18 of 20 games you covered were with a winter coat this year? With an asterisk because the two games I didn't wear my winter coat, I wish I had it. So, uh, yeah, it was just one of those 
seasons where it seemed like every day you're kind of thinking, well, maybe today it'll turn around, maybe today, and maybe today, and uh, it never really did. Even that uh, district final on Monday night at Elkhorn North, I mean, it was, I think, 90 degrees or whatever <laughs> on Monday, and uh, I just couldn't bring myself to wear shorts. It's just like I, I've been wearing my winter You've coat all spring. You've been conditioned. I know. I think I still have my winter coat in the... Uh, trunk just in case a big cold front came in during that game. There you go. Well, hopefully the boys of summer actually get to participate in summer. We'll see you out there. That's Mike Patterson. I'm Z Long, and you're on Omaha.com.